Thanks for joining the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have my friend Janine Lopez back with me today. Um, Janine, uh, you mentioned your job, that you've been working in this industry since high school last time. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do? Yes. um, For about 20 years, um, I've been a project manager, and that gives me the opportunity to handle um, schedules for about 30 custom projects at a time. And I have a lot of uh, experience with taking those uh, different projects through different departments in my uh, company and keeping them on schedule, on task, and uh, keeping the the clients happy that way. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, we're here talking about time management, something that's much needed. Uh, We're going through this topic in four sessions. So we're on the second of the four. This time we're looking at structuring our time and you, again, you know, work on structuring time as a career. So it's not a surprise then that you do such a great job with it here and, you know, uh, getting things structured as far as your events and doing really well in your employment and then in your home as well. So we thank you for spending this time with us and sharing your tips and advice. Uh, I, I like the passage in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 that says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time or the time because the days are evil. And, you know, I think about that, how it's important for us to make the best use of our time. Obviously, you know, there are spiritual things that are going on, and we've got to be able to do what God's called us to do. Sometimes I, you know, marvel at the fact that we've all been given the same amount of time. And some people are just so much more effective with that time than others. Some people can get so much more done in those 24 hours than other people do. And I, I believe, as we're going to hear from you, that it begins, in a sense, with structuring that time rightly. Uh, so, you know, what would you tell us as far as structuring our time? What would be something that you would say to us, you know, as Christian women is the first thing that we need to do? Yeah, um, our first priority is to seek first the kingdom of God. And we need to budget that into our time because Mm -hmm. if we don't schedule it, it's very easy for that to get neglected. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've had many times in my life where I thought, I'll do that at the end of the day, and by the end of the day, I'm out of time, I'm exhausted, and it doesn't happen. So that's hard, though, because, you know, you think I've only got so much time. I've got an incredibly busy day or an incredibly busy week or month or year or life. And, you know, to say I'm going to carve out that time for God in the beginning, that's almost like an act of faith. What would you say to women who are just struggling with that and feel like I can't do that? Well, for me, I have a, a long commute. And so I get to do my daily Bible reading and podcasts and worship music on my drive into work. Mm -hmm. But maybe somebody else is in a different stage of life. Maybe you're home with young children. Uh, When my boys were small, I used to use their nap time Mm -hmm. as my devotional time. Put them both down for their nap, and then I'd be able to 
you know, read and study and pray at that right. time. And maybe some of the other moms have to uh, take their kids to different sports practices. Mm-hmm. So drop your kids off at practice, go back to the car, do your devotional in the car. Right. Pray and read there. Hmm. Or if you're a working lady like myself, then your lunchtime. Mm. Your lunchtime is a great time. You can you can chew and pray and uh, <laughs> and read at the same time. Yes, you definitely can chew and pray. That's a good one. I have done that before. Well, you know, what about people who really feel like during that nap time or during that sports time or during that lunchtime, they want to get chores done? Right. Um, well, what we have done is we work as a team with the chores. Mm. So a lot of the times the kids are um, with you during okay. the chores and you're teaching them as you go. Mm. They might not be very, um, you know, efficient in the chores, but they're learning those team building things as a family to have a home and keep Hmm. it up together. Wow. So you wouldn't say just, you know, turn on Disney plus and let your kids watch TV while you do the chores? No, I think they need to participate at the same time. Yeah. Even though you have boys, you're going to ask them to help with the chores. Maybe not mop the floor because they'll be sliding around in the floor, (laughs) but uh, do something else Mm. like dusting or a little sweeping or something like that. Wow. That's great. I, uh, you know, I definitely love your advice and encouragement there because I think a lot of times, you know, we expect our kids to be on hold while we're doing the chores. And the idea of having them do the chores with us makes perfect sense because then they're learning how to do the chores as well, which ultimately one day they'll be doing their own chores. So I think that's a great idea, but I think that's something that a lot of us miss. Um, How important do you think it is to, you know, get that God time in your day? Have you ever had a season maybe where you didn't do that? Or, you know, have you worked with women who don't get that daily God time? And have you seen it impact their ability to structure the rest of their time? I think if we don't seek first the kingdom of God, then we're more anxious, mm-hmm. we're more um, distracted, mm-hmm. and our hearts are, are not as soft to the things of the Lord right. if we're not seeking Him first. Right, totally. And back to the last episode, we probably drift from that place of being content because we're not seeing God and getting that face-to-face time with God and realizing all that He's provided for us. Right. In uh, Matthew six thirty-one through 33, therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? Instead, we need to seek first God and his kingdom and his righteousness. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. Well, you know, how would you help to structure your family's time? Like as as a mom, as a wife, you know, with kids who are super busy. I mean, what are some of the practical tips you would give to the women who are listening? What works well for our family is we have a weekly schedule. Okay. And this weekly schedule needs to be posted for everybody in the family on Monday. Mm-hmm. And with my husband being very disciplined, that helps mm-hmm. me to uh, you know, stay on track with the family. Mm-hmm. And what we do is um, we get the schedule from our sons, what activities are going to have, and I put that on there. And then we fill in you know, what time is work, what time is midweek service, um, what time we're going to be doing free time on the weekends. And then we see what nights we have open for our family dinners, and mm-hmm. we make a meal plan for wow. the family dinners. And how I determine what we're going to be eating is 
before the schedule goes out, I go grocery shopping mm. and I look around at the discounts at the supermarket wow. and make my meals based on those items mm-hmm. and then look at the schedule in the next week and determine how many nights we're going to be home. Wow. And that's our meal plan. Wow. So that sounds pretty thought out and pretty structured. Um, how old, when the kids were, at what age would you say you start kind of structuring their time? Well, at the beginning of elementary school, obviously I'm the one that had to pay attention to the events at school, the events on their teams, things like that. Yeah. But as they got later, probably by fifth grade, they had to tell me, you know, this event is coming up, that event is coming up, wow. if they wanted to participate at that week. Wow. So you you pretty much live then consistently with your schedule. Do you feel like that, you know, inhibits their creativity or, you know, their ability to just have that spontaneity because everything's so structured? Well, we also schedule our free time. Mm -hmm. And so we will determine like on Saturday mornings, Mm -hmm. let's say from 10 a.m. to 3.30 or 4 p.m., we're going to go either on a hike or to the beach. And then during those hours, then we're free to make some choices and not be so confined to our schedule. But yet, both of my sons agree that with knowing what they need to do that day, they are more productive as well. Mm. And they work hard right. and they get it done. But then they also have that rest period each day mm. where they can feel like they really got something accomplished. Wow, that's great. So the boys, in a sense, know what's expected of them. And you know, then it makes it simpler, easier. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, you did mention the meal planning. Um uh, meal planning seems like a hard thing. I think a lot of people, you know, just think, okay, what are we going to have for dinner at 4.30? And the next thing you know, they're driving through Taco Bell or whatever because it didn't come together. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think we'd like to meal plan, but how, do, how does that look practically? Right. To plan ahead, you are so much more productive. Mm-hmm. And if you get that grocery list mm-hmm. written down ahead of time right. before you get to the store, mm-hmm. that way you're not wandering around in the store, what do I feel like today to right. eat? Right. Instead, you buy the items on your list mm-hmm. and, and you go with that. Right. So what day of the week would you typically go grocery shopping? Um, well, what I do um, is typically on Sunday after church, mm-hmm. after lunch, we uh, go grocery shopping. Okay. So Sunday mornings... Uh, or sometimes Saturday, I'll flip through the grocery ads. Right. I'll make a list of what meat items are on sale, what vegetables and fruit are on sale, write that all down, and then look at that and say, okay, with these items, I can make these dinners. Mm-hmm. And then I will, um, after church, I used to take my boys shopping growing up every time and teaching them wow. how to pick good vegetables and fruits wow. and, and why is the price on the meat important and where mm. do you look at? And, mm, wow. and so they learned all those practical tips as well. So you took the boys into the grocery store with you and they went through the process with you. Yes. Wow. And uh, especially at Costco, um, being boys, they're so helpful. You can say, okay, run over there and grab this item, run over there and grab that and meet me at the right. laundry soap, you know, yeah. and then, and then they <laughs> yeah. will go run, grab their item and come back with it. Right. Well, that's fantastic. So, um, 
with the meal planning too, so you would go on Sunday afternoons and then you would, you know, look at according to your schedule, the number of family dinners that you would have? Yes. So typically we have about four family dinners a week. Okay. And then obviously Monday's dinner, you know, you're going to leave that fresh in the refrigerator. Okay. And then, you know, Wednesday, Thursday's dinner, if you can put that in the freezer so Mm. it's not going to perish. Right. And then that night before um, you're going to cook it, you just think ahead and Mm -hmm. get it out to thaw in the fridge. Right. And then you're prepared for that meal. Wow. And then you shop for the things for breakfast and lunch, and your breakfasts and lunches were pretty consistent? Yes. um, My boys love um, eggs, Mm -hmm. and um, there's a Hispanic meal, um, huevos con tortilla, which is basically tortilla and eggs, or Mm -hmm. they would do potatoes and eggs, and Mm -hmm. they would make a lot of very... um, you know, they need solid food because yes. they're, they're growing. Yeah, and they're big, guys. strong boys too. Yes. Yeah, they're not small guys. Yeah, there were no Fruit Loops at our house. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, right. You guys didn't eat a lot of prepackaged cereals? Uh, we do some cereals okay. and milk, right. but stick away, you know, away from the uh, Lucky Charm Fruit Loop right. type of Right, uh, yeah. Items. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So um, did your, do you feel like your husband enjoyed that, you know, the, the meal planning, knowing that there would always be a meal there and not sensing that frustration from you at five o'clock at night of what are we going to eat? Right. Because on Monday, when he gets the schedule, it lists what items we're eating each night. And so, um, you know, we're going to have this one night, this other, the other night. And that way, when we get closer to it, um, if he gets home ahead of me, he can start helping to chop the veggies oh, and wow. getting uh, the meats marinated. Yeah. And then I'll come in and I'll throw it on the barbecue or right. stir fry it or yeah. any of those type of things. Oh, now, you said when he gets the schedule. So does he look at the schedule as oh, well? Yes. Oh, yes. And well, he, yeah. he's the one that drives the schedule. And mm. sometimes, you know, Monday early, I don't quite have it ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get an email. <laughs> Where's that weekly schedule? Oh and goodness. so by lunch yeah. Monday, I need to have the wow. whole week planned out. Wow. That's incredible. That's super fun. So let me ask you this. Um, what if your sons don't like the same type of food that your husband likes? What do you do? Well, in our home, they were pretty much raised with, this is what we're going to eat. Right. And you have a choice to join us or not. Right. right. And um, they, as they grow up on those items, they just learn to like them. Mm-hmm. So if I know that there's a certain vegetable that they really don't like, yeah. I might say they love the broccoli and the zucchini and asparagus. I'll stick with those right. and I'll stay away from the lima beans. Yes. And uh, so that way we are getting the nutritional food. But if there's a certain item I know that they really don't like, I will right. steer around it a little bit. Yes. But not um, lacking any of the nutrition and the flavor. My husband loves spicy food, so mm. we have a lot of that. Right. Now, was there ever anything that your husband really loved and the boys just hated? No, not really. They just... Right. They love to eat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but also I've been blessed with two sons that love their vegetables mm, and yeah. love things that other kids um, right. might not prefer. So. Right. Well, it sounds like you've been consistent with that, though. So I'm sure that that makes a difference. Um, what about, you know, getting ready in the morning, those type things? Like, how would you, how do you get to work on time and get all of that taken care of in the midst of this, too? Yes. So... I work up near LAX, and so I have quite a bit of a commute. Yeah. And so I do have to wake up pretty early That's, in the morning. Is that 40 miles from your house? Uh, or? Over 50, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. And uh, in the morning, it's not too bad because uh, I get to start early in the day. Mm-hmm. But coming home, yeah, I'm on that 405 right. parking lot <laughs> yeah. on the wow. way home. Yeah. But uh, we did get to invest in an electric car, so that really helps me to okay. go on the carpool lane. So how many hours a day do you think that you're commuting? Over three, about three, three and a half. See, that's amazing because that's an extra three hours that we have. And I know how much you get done at at work and at home and here at church. And you're spending three hours a day commuting. So if anybody would have no an excuse for this, it would be you. Right. But (laughs) God has blessed me with uh, incredible energy level. And uh, my husband calls me the ever ready bunny. You know, I won't ever (laughs) sit down. I just have to keep going and going. Yeah. And um, but so what I do, a typical day for me is um, I need to wake up at about 430 because I have an early day. Okay. That's great. And I need to be on the road right about six o'clock. Wow. And at 715 a.m., I'm typically at work starting Mm -hmm. my day. Right. And then I get to leave work about 430 p.m. Wow. And I get home right about 6.30. Okay. And then on a free night, um, jump in, make a quick dinner. Mm. We try to leave our meal prep times to about a half hour to 45 minutes. Mm. Wow. And then we're sitting down as our family dinner at 7 p.m. Okay. And then by 8 p.m. we're done. And then I usually try to uh, schedule some free time of Mm. watching a movie or relaxing from 8 to 9. Mm. But for myself, I need that bedtime. Yeah to get yeah. to bed between 9 and 9.30 so right. I can turn around and wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Wow, that's amazing. I, and you've then, done such a great job with that. Yes, and then on Tuesdays, we have our women's Bible study. Yes, so I just go, you're here late. I just go directly from work okay. and straight over to church. Yeah. And so I have my group, right. small group then. Yeah. And then if there's other events, like when we had Compass Night, we'd go on Thursdays, mm-hmm. and my sons would have their youth group on Wednesdays. Right. And that's a typical day for us. And then on the weekend, we schedule a lot of that family free time. Okay. Because I have each weekend off. Right. So in the morning on Saturday, I sleep in until about 7 Mm a.m. and we get up. And then as a team, we work on the home or the yard and get some stuff done. Right. Then about 10, 10.30 in the morning, then we get to go have our free time, Mm -hmm. whether we're taking them to the park or on a hike or to the beach. And I can schedule most of the day free till probably about 3, 3 or 4 p.m. Wow. And then come home and, you know, get the dinner going and have some more time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Do you think that there is an advantage of being like a morning person uh, in time management? You know, let's say there's ladies out there that are sleeping till 8, 9, 10 o'clock. Would you say probably try to get yourself up earlier and get in the game earlier? Yeah. One thing for myself is um, at my work, they closed our Orange County plant. And so I got transferred to the Los Angeles uh, facility. Mm -hmm. And with that, I had to take the train every day. And I learned that if I'm not at the train station at 5 Mm a.m., the train waits for no one and would leave without me. Right. And so that helped me to be an earlier person. But mm-hmm. in order to wake up on time, mm-hmm. you have to go to bed at a certain time. Right. If right. you're staying up till 11 p.m., right. you're not going to be up yeah. at 5 or 6 in the morning. Right. Well, what if uh, someone says that they just can't sleep at night? You know, they stay up, maybe they're watching an hour of TV, two hours of TV, three hours of TV, four hours of TV a night, and they can't wind down, and then they can't wind down at night, so they have to sleep in in the morning. Well, if they're waking themselves up at 5.30 in the morning a few days in a row, you will be tired, I guarantee you. And there was several 
times when I first started taking the train, um, I was only getting about five hours of sleep at night. Wow. And I had to take that nap on the way home. Mm, right. And so you squeeze it in when you can. But yeah. if you start to purpose to make a bedtime, say by 10 p.m., and then you wake yourself up, say at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, you will uh, adjust your schedule. Mm, wow. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I guess it's just going to be a little painful for a while. Painful to, to start, but yes, worth it. Totally. Yes. Especially if we're, you know, hoping to be more productive with the time that we've been given. And then, you know, one thing too, though, is that you managed to do a lot here for the women of Compass and serve here at Compass. So how do you squeeze that in? And, you know, do you think that's important that the ladies that are listening find time to serve at church? Or what if they can't do it? What would you suggest? Well, I start with baby steps, but you need to start serving with something. So like, say you're a mom with young kids and you don't have a lot of time, right. but you can put them in the nursery and maybe serve with them in the nursery once a month right. and start with those little steps yeah. then. And then as your kids get older, um, then you can you know serve along being a Sunday school teacher or with the greeter team and just making those baby steps mm-hmm. and also trying to get that small group uh, meeting every week. Mm-hmm. So whether you're in a home fellowship group or women's Bible study or um, one of the marriage ministries, the Thrive or the Abide here, mm-hmm. and our church makes it so convenient that they have activities for your kids yeah. at the exact same time for the parents. Right. And so the, the kids are learning the word as we are in our small groups as well. Mm. Now, did you expect your sons to serve in church? Oh, yes. And uh they learned, and actually they had fun. They thought that was their mm-hmm. time to be with their friends because they would help us set up for a certain event, mm-hmm. carry things in, set mm-hmm. it up, get ready. And then as we wait for the people to arrive, they got to hang out and play with their friends. And then they got to stay and help us clean up. Wow. And they enjoyed that. Right. We've done mission trips with them to mm-hmm. Mexico and wow. different things. And yeah, they used to love to help. Wow. That's amazing. And it's you know funny because like I said... I think in our last podcast, knowing your son, Joseph, who works here with me, he's definitely a hard worker, and you can tell that he loves uh, serving the people of God and really loves the people of God. And yes. so when he used to lead the worship at True North, um, he needed to be to church on um, Saturday pretty early, about 1 p.m., mm-hmm. and so we would go to the beach in the morning, mm-hmm. and then he would have to ride his scooter to the train sta- or the bus station and take the bus up to, uh, to church wow. and then do the worship practice and then, you know, Saturday night wow. um, worship team. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I really appreciate the tips that you've given us and just this window into what things look like for you. Again, you do an outstanding job managing time. So, you know, thanks for just giving us these little tidbits and tips here. Uh, Next time, we're going to look at just weeding out the unnecessary in our life, which I think is super important. And I'm sure that I will be able to think of things that I can weed out. Uh, Lots of time on the internet, (laughs) I hate to say. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, comment, even email us with your topics, suggestions, and questions. You can contact us at wf at compasschurch.org. And I'm really looking forward to meeting with Janine next time as, again, we continue this topic of time management.